Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Check us out at comicweb.com. The Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. You can find them on our website or just type Comic Web into iTunes and they should pop up. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. But before we join Superman, listen. And now to our story. With Comanche Joe dead from bullet wounds, all hope of proving Tumbleweed's ownership of the ranch the wealthy Indian gave him seems to be gone. Taking advantage of the situation which he created, Abner Cheney, local banker, has caused Tumbleweed's arrest on charges of fraud, claiming that Tumbleweed borrowed $15,000 from the bank, offering as collateral land he did not own. As our story continues today, Tumbleweed, on the advice of Clark Kent, has permitted himself to be taken to the Lost Valley Jail. In the meantime, Kent and young Jimmy Olsen are headed for the Comanche Indian Reservation, where a three-day burial ceremony is now taking place. Passing through a deep, rocky arroyo, the horses slow down to a sure-footed walk. Listen. Why are we going to the reservation, Mr. Kent? I've been waiting for you to ask that question. Evidently, your bump of curiosity isn't as big as it used to be. We're going to have a talk with poor Comanche Joe's old father, the chief. I'm going to try and convince him that his son gave Tumbleweed the ranch. What good will that do? Well, according to Indian law, the property of a deceased warrior goes to the tribe. But Comanche wasn't a warrior, Mr. Kent. He went to college and spoke perfect English. No, every member of the tribe is a warrior. That doesn't mean he has to wear feathers and red paint. So the tribe owns Tumbleweed's ranch, is that it? Legally, yes. And you want the chief to turn it over to Tumbleweed? Yeah, it didn't take you long to figure that one out. Now ask me why I want the ranch turned over to Tumbleweed. Well, that's easy. Tumbleweed owns the ranch. You won't have to stay in jail. Go to the head of the class, Jimmy, and tomorrow remind me to give you a gold star. Oh, now you're making fun of me. <laughs> no, not at all. See, why does your pony sneeze so much? I don't know. Maybe he's got hay fever or something. Hmm. Now there's the reservation up ahead. See the campfire? Gosh, must be a big one if we can see it this far off. Pull up a minute. Whoa, soldier, whoa. That pony of yours doesn't stop sneezing. Now, listen. What am I supposed to be listening for? Don't you hear the ceremonial drums? Oh, is that what it is? I hear something else, too. Sounds like horses hooked. Yes, you're right. Two riders. They're coming this way. Get your pony behind the stand of oak. Quick, hurry. Back, soldier. Back. All right, not a sound, Jimmy. If that pony of yours sneezes... Gosh, I can't help that, Mr. King. Shh, here they come. Oh, don't you worry, Flynn. He'll come around. That Comanche tribe's not so rich that they can afford to send down $10,000. I recognize. Great voice sounds familiar, Mr. Kent. It's Dan Larson. Shh. saw how the old chief's eyes kind of lit up when I let him have a look at the cash. Cheney's smart, all right. Show him the cash, he says. 
That's what gets him scared. I told Taney we should have waited until after the ceremony. The Indians won't do business until it's all over. Well, we can wait. By this time, Tumbleweed is there. What's that? I don't know. Not like a horse blowing from behind that stand of oak. See anything? Too dark. Draw your guns, buddy. Yep. Come out from behind those trees, whoever you are. Don't move a muscle, Jimmy. I said come out from behind those trees. Give him a dose of lead, Slim. Mr. Kent, I'm hit. Oh, oh, Easy, Kent. Jimmy. Oh. Easy. My shoulder, it, it burns like a red-hot poker. I know. Just grit your teeth. Here, I'll help you off. Ow. Uh, Don't uh, touch my arm. I'm sorry. There we are. Now, just let me cut this material away and we'll have a look at it. Does it hurt too much, Jim? No. Go ahead. Good boy. Just a little more. There. I'm glad you weren't hit, Mr. Kent. Tumbleweed needs you. Well, he needs you too, Jimmy. A little thing like a bullet wound isn't going to keep you down, is it? I hope not. I feel awful weak. Daddy. I had it. Oh. oh. Poor kid. Fainted from the shock. The wound doesn't look very serious, but I think I'd better get him back to the ranch in a hurry. As Superman. Chances are both these horses can find their way. If not, I'll send someone to pick them up. Go home. Get home. Now to make time. In a way, I'm glad Jimmy fainted. He won't suffer. All right, boy. I'll handle you as gently as possible. There. Now, we'll get you to the ranch, fix you up, and then take care of Dan Larson. Up! Up! And away! How about a little more of this eggnog, Jimmy? Oh, gosh, haven't I had enough nourishment? It's coming out of my ears. <laughs> All right. How do you feel? Like someone put me through a ringer. Mm. Well, here's what did it. Oh, is that the bullet that went into my shoulder? Nothing else but. Well, let me see it. Here, wait now. Don't lose it. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. I guess I'm lucky it hit my shoulder. Oh, how'd you get it out, Mr. Ken? That's a professional secret, Jimmy. As a matter of fact, it fell out when I dressed the wound. Can I keep it to show the fellas back in Metropolis? When I'm through with it, you can. Oh, what are you going to do with it, Mr. Kent? Now, Jimmy, this little piece of lead may hang our friend Abner Cheney and his right-hand man, Larson. I don't get it. Ever hear the word ballistics? Oh, sounds familiar, but I don't know what it means. Now, ballistics is the science of arms and ammunition, Jimmy. The weight of bullets and the firing force of powder and things like that. Ballistics experts have proven that no two guns fire a bullet the same way. Look, you see the mark on this bullet where the lead's rubbed away? Uh-huh, like it was dug out. Exactly. The rifling inside the barrel of the gun dug it out. And every bullet fired from that gun will have the same mark. Oh, I still don't see how that's going to hang Cheney and Larson. Well, it will if Cheney and Larson were responsible for Comanche Joe's murder. And if the same gun that fired this bullet at you was used to kill Comanche Joe. But how can you find that out? By matching this bullet against those that killed Comanche. If any of them are dug out and are like this one... We've got a case. An airtight case. Well, how come you're so sure now that Cheney and Larson are mixed up in it? You remember the conversation between Larson and that man he called Slim as they were riding through the Arroyo? Oh, I couldn't hear much of it. Well, I heard it all. Cheney had evidently sent Larson to the reservation to buy Tumbleweed's ranch for $10,000 cash. The chief was interested, but wouldn't talk business until after the ceremony. Oh, that doesn't make Larson guilty or Cheney either. No, but it proves one thing. Both Larson and Cheney knew Comanche Joe was dead awfully soon after it happened. 
We scarcely had time to get the body to the reservation and return to Tumbleweed's ranch when Cheney paid us a visit. He knew about it then. How did he find out? I guess you're right. Yeah, we'll see. You better get some sleep. I've got a little to do. Oh, at this time of night? Uh, there's something I want to check up on. Uh, and here I am flat on my back. What a break. Well, I'll tell you everything in the morning. Good night, Jim. Good night. Don't get into any trouble without me. I won't. Night. Night. Now, back to the Comanche Reservation. As Superman. Up. Up. And away. Streaking through the night, Superman heads back to the Indian Reservation where the body of Comanche Joe lies in state as his tribesmen do him final honor. Meanwhile, back in Lost Valley, a dim light burns in the office of Abner Cheney, president of the bank. Hunched in a chair, he listens attentively as Dan Lawson reports on what happened. You'll get to ranch all right once the ceremonies are over, Cheney. When I flashed that roll of bills, the old chief's eyes almost popped out of his head. Mm, I figured it that way. And that's how it worked. Now for something else. On our way back, we took the shortcut through the buzzard in Arroyo. Yes? Someone was hiding behind a stand of oak. We heard a horse blowing. What do you mean, hiding? I called to whoever it was to come out. The horse blew again and Flynn fired three times. Somebody got hit. We didn't wait to see who. You're too free with guns, Larson. You're a killer at heart. You've got no right to say that. I've got every right. You told me you were going to keep Comanche Joe under wraps for a few days. Why did you shoot him? He tried to get away. Slim had to stop him. Yeah. With bullets. You don't know any other way, do you? I tell you, it couldn't be helped. I knew I should never have started with you, Larson. But we're in so deep now, we might just as well be in a little deeper. We've got to get rid of Tumbleweed Jones. He's dangerous. Somehow he'll track Comanche's killing to me if it takes him ten years. He shouldn't be any trouble. There are no guns this time. I've got all arranged. Connors is guarding him down at the jail. Are you and Leif, wearing masks, will break in, make out like you're overpowering Connors, and Shanghai, that smart Alec Cowhead. And then what? There's an old horse tethered behind the bank building and a length of rope hanging on the saddle pommel. Tie Jones to the saddle so he can't get loose. You following me? Sure, sure. All right. Now, this is the important part. You know that quicksand pit in the hollow over behind the river? I know it. Lead the horse to the pit... Give him spurs and let him go. With tumbleweed rope to the saddle? Of course. You figure that's better than guns? Maybe it's not better, but it's quieter. Mm -hmm. I hear the mask. Make sure nobody spots you. Now go ahead. I don't like this job. Well, that's too bad. Don't forget, Larson, I know a little too much about you. Enough to put you away for good. I'm not forgetting. All right, then get going. I said I didn't like this job. And I said get... Put that gun up, Lawson. No, Cheney, I'm through. I'm pulling stakes and going back east. I've had enough. Put that gun up, you chicken-livered fool. I'm through, I tell you. I know what happens to everyone who mixes up with you, Cheney. I know where they end up. Shut up! You forced me into this by threatening me with something that happened years ago. If I'm a killer, you made me one. Don't come any closer, Cheney. I'm warning you. Gun in hand, Dan Lawson faces the towering figure of Abner Cheney, hurling defiance into the unscrupulous banker's dark face. The thieves have fallen out, and Tumbleweed's fate depends on who survives. Will it be Cheney, who plans slow death for Tumbleweed in the slimy, suffocating depths of a quicksand pit? Or will it be Lawson, who thinks only of escape from the net he can see closing around him? What will happen? 
Don't miss the next episode. Tune in and listen with Superman. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.